CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. It is a delight, a pleasure to be able to congregate with like-minded individuals, alphas, alpha males, dames who enjoy being around decisive alpha males, opinionated alpha males, alpha males that don't back down. And as we meet each and every week, we celebrate the alpha male lifestyle. And every week I tell you that we enjoy cigars and spirits and camaraderie and grilling and dames. And something that uh, was released yesterday reinforced that, that I will get to in just a uh, little bit later on, that we have to enjoy life. It is imperative that we enjoy ourselves. We don't have time for the enemies of pleasure. We don't have time for those that want to try to take away from our pleasure and our enjoyment and our happiness. Screw them. It is all about enjoying the alpha male good life. We are not here for a long time. We are here for a good time. Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Your commanding general, the global general, global alpha male-in-chief, front and center from Command Center Alpha in the cigar city of Tampa. As always, and underneath me, I've got one of the two members of the Alpha Security or Alpha Canine Security Detail. I've got Pendragon's Royal Baron. And in hour number two, I've received many calls, many, many emails, many tweets along the line, or when I see people at our Pleasure Fest saying, General, I want to get a dog. I, I wouldn't know where the first thing to start to look for to get a dog. Fear not. Hour number two will be joined by Mike Gianetti of Pendragon Acres Canine. In Wikiwachi, Florida, about an hour north of the Cigar City of Tampa, we will discuss canine acquisition maneuvers. What you should look for in a dog, the right breed, the important things when you are uh, socializing your puppy. Because let's face it, to me, I think there are two types of people. You're a dog person or a cat person. Now, I'm a dog person because I like the fact that dogs are just very bonded to you, especially German Shepherds, which is what I have. But those of you, some like cats. I'm not a big cat person. But to me, just the, being a dog person, when I talk about a dog, let me refine that. I'm talking about an alpha dog, a German Shepherd, a Boxer, a Lab, a Golden Retriever, a Doberman Pinscher. I'm not talking about a Husky. I'm not talking about like a little Schnauzer, a little Lasso Opso, a little chick dog. I'm not talking about the kind of dog you can put in a little Louis Vuitton bag and bring around an air, bring the dog on an airplane. But we will talk with Mike in hour number two. As always, much to get to. Ticket sales going great for the Cigar Day Valfo Pleasure Fest on the water. Buffalo, Saturday, August 11th. We will get to that. But let us begin. Pomp and circumstance. It is the time of year where high school graduates, college graduates are enjoying commencement 
exercises, commencement activities, as they move on to the next stage of their life. It is a celebratory time. It is a time where you can rejoice after four years or six years, however many years of hard work to earn that diploma. You are finally moving on to the next stage. If you are in grade school, you go to high school. High school, you go on to college. College, some out in the real world, and some move on to graduate school, and graduate students who are undergoing commencement activities, they are now celebrating the fruits of their hard-earned labor. It's a happy time, a time where you should rejoice, celebrate, no time for stuffiness. Ah, but wait, there are those bureaucrat, clipboard-holding administrators, principals, college presidents, provosts, provosts, who want to interfere with the time of year where kids, young adults, should be celebrating. We shouldn't have stuffy commencement maneuvers. They should be a time for rejoicing. I love Michael Keaton. He was speaking at uh, some college a few weeks ago during commencement exercises, gave his whole speech, and at the end, this is how he ended it. He said, now I want to leave you with two very important final words. I'm Batman. And of course, everybody went crazy, cheered. That's what a commencement address should be. It should be fun. It should be uplifting. I don't want to hear politicians speak. I don't want to hear people talk about whether they like Donald Trump or they don't like Hillary Clinton. It should be a time of encouragement, a time of enthusiasm, a time of uplifting, bright, conversational material. I always say speeches should be light, bright, and tight. And no better example of that is during commencement exercises. Well, up in Sagus, Massachusetts, just a suburb, northern suburb of Boston, as they say, Boston and Massachusetts, Senator Ted Kennedy, murder, Massachusetts. Sagus High School student students were celebrating, celebrating graduating from high school, from Sagus High School. The class of 18, they were celebrating. And what better way to celebrate after being given your diploma? Light up a celebratory cigar. When we talk about cigars, we identify cigars with celebratory activities. Getting married, having a baby, graduating, getting a new job, getting a new house, getting a new member of the harem, getting a divorce. That can be celebratory in many cases but we identify milestones in our lives with celebratory cigars. And so, seven seniors who just had graduated from Sagas High School, received their diplomas, decided to light celebratory premium cigars after their graduation ceremony a week ago, Friday night. Well, little problem. The Sagas Public High Schools have a tobacco-free policy that was enacted a number of years ago. Now, the last number of years, it has been tradition where some members of the senior graduating class light celebratory cigars after getting their diploma, after graduation exercises have ended. And these eight boys did the exact same, these young adults, they're 18, did the exact same thing. You're having a cigar, and they did it out in the open. 
They were enjoying a cigar out in the open. We've got pictures that we will share on social media. We are blurring out these students' faces. But this should be a time of rejoice. Rejoicing, a time of celebration, a time of victory, a time of happiness. But leave it to a bureaucrat. Leave it to some little tattletale to have a problem with it. And accordingly, the boys were reported by whom? Who knows? But somebody reported up the uh, ladder, and these six or eight, a uh, 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 correction, these seven seniors who just graduated, six of them lacrosse players, one on the baseball team, they were suspended from participating in tournament games. Why? Because they smoked cigars on graduation day. The Sagas Public Schools has a tobacco-free policy. And I've got the exact portion of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts Educational Reform Act of 1993, Chapter 71, Section 37H. Whenever you hear that, a bureaucrat saying, well, according to Chapter 71, Section 37H, you know it's not going to be good. It prohibits the use of any tobacco product within the school buildings, on school grounds, in school buses, or at any school-sponsored event. For the purpose of the policy, tobacco products include, but are not limited to, cigarettes, cigars, pipes, chewing tobacco, and snuff. The prohibition extends to all students, faculty, staff, and visitors. Visitors including anyone not in the employ of the Sagas Public Schools, including delivery personnel, and anyone contracting with the school department to use the building. Now let me ask you this. If I'm going to light a celebratory cigar after my son or daughter had just graduated, what are they going to do? Are they going to report me and say, ooh, you're going to go to detention, General. Screw them. You think they're going to talk to me that way? They can go to hell. This uh, policy says the consequences for violating this policy will be as follows for the different groups. Student violations. Student violations of the tobacco use policy will be handled in accordance with the discipline code published in the student agenda books at each academic level. The rule extends from the first allowable day of fall sports practice through the end of the academic year or the final athletic competition of the year, whichever is later. So even though these seven boys had graduated, got their diploma, because they still were participating in tournament games, they were still under the thumb of the Sagas Public Schools. So these students were suspended. Now, one of the school board members who was contacted, Liz Marchese, said, quote, we are all responsible to some degree and fingers cannot be pointed at just one individual. For years, the smoking of the traditional cigar has been allowed and overlooked at graduation. By our tacit allowance, we as a whole have sent mixed messages to our students that there will be no consequence. That was wrong and unfair. What should have been a celebration of the culmination of their years as Satcham students will now forever be marred. Trust me when I tell you, these boys are not going to be marred. These are going to grow up to be very successful young adults because they have the good taste and the wisdom to enjoy great cigars, to celebrate life as alpha males should appropriately with a fine cigar. She goes on to say, I know in my heart there is no malicious intent to break rules, but only to celebrate their years of accomplishment with family and friends. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. But she goes on to say, I believe that sometimes 
We have to look at the purpose or intent behind a rule to really see if a rule was broken or not. Regrettably, this whole situation could have been avoided had an email been sent or announcement been made prior to the commencement of graduation ceremonies reminding everyone of the tobacco use policy, and especially in light of past practices. I am confident that in the future there will be no gray area. This will never happen again. And one of the parents, or correction, one of the students said that he's frustrated because of what happened. He said, quote, I've seen it at every graduation I've ever been to. Last year, the team went to state tournament, and they also smoked cigars. Didn't see a problem then, then, so don't know why it's a problem now. We thought we were celebrating a big milestone in life, but I guess not. Now, he's right. It is a big milestone. And the administrators should have looked the other way, considering it's been tradition. They weren't bothering anybody. They weren't hiding. They did it in front of teachers and administrators. They graduated. They're done. I don't care if they are playing in, in, in tournament games. The fact of the matter is, the school should have looked and said, let it go, let it fly. Now, one of the parents brought up something, brought up a good point. He said, my son graduated last year. There were kids doing it last year. Nothing happened. Rules are rules, I understand. But it wasn't like they were smoking marijuana or doing drugs. It was a celebratory cigar. It's a big accomplishment graduating high school. They, he is right. Again, these bureaucrats, these are the people that never got picked when we were great, uh, in grade school or high school and athletic competitions. They were the last. They were the nerds. They were the ones that wore the pocket protectors. They were the hall monitors. They were the ones that couldn't get dates to the prom. And what do they grow up to be? High school administrators and principals. Not everyone, but many. And you know what I'm talking about. You've seen them. They look the part. Their ties are too short. Doesn't go down to their belt buckle. Their ties are too short. They wear polyester dress shirts. They wear clip-on ties. You've seen them before. They scream of bureauc clipboard, bureaucrat, pencil-neck geeks. And here's another example. This from Nebraska. A student planning to participate in high school's graduation ceremony last month wanted to wear the Army sash that was given to her by her Army recruiter at the Grand Island office in Nebraska four days before her graduation. She is joining the Army. The student's name is Megan Polmeyer. She called the school to see if she could wear the black and yellow sash during the ceremony. She was told no. They didn't give her a reason, couldn't wear it. Okay? Fine. Her, father's, uh, her father tried calling the school. The principal, Thomas Slazenda, I think it's Schlazenda, told him the same thing. So she decided to wear her sash, but underneath her graduating gown, so she could take pictures with it after the ceremony. So she had it hidden. No problem. However, Principal Geek Slazenda saw the sash peeking out under the black gown and pulled her out of line. He said, I talked to you and your father, and you're not to be wearing that. If I see you wearing that again, you will not receive your diploma. Now, I find that principal's actions really to be over the top. Unacceptable. The Hastings Public School Superintendent in Nebraska, Craig Kautz, is defending his school's graduation accessories policy, saying, if we don't award it, 
you don't wear it. The rule is in place to prevent students writing the silly hi mom on the hat and goofy things. We're trying to keep our graduation somewhat dignified. And my reply to that is, who the hell cares if they do write hi mom or thumbs up? or something on their, on, their, on their mortar board, or something around them. Hey, this should be a time of celebration, of happiness. And instead, what do we find? We find these geeky administrators. Again, these are people that were losers in life, losers in grade school and high school and guaranteed in college. And the only satisfaction they can get is by denying the happiness, denying the happiness of the graduates. It is, don't give me this BS dignified. Yes, okay, you graduate. Yes, it should have a modicum of, 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 of dignity, sure. But it's a happy time. Let people celebrate. There was a couple of girls at the University of Florida. They got their diploma. Uh, this was about a month ago. And after they got the diploma, they started dancing, you know, just on the stage as they're leaving. And after about three or four of them doing that, the, one of the, the deans came out and, and whisked them off. And the, the uh, president of the college, the president of the University of Florida, or the chancellor had to apologize, saying it was unacceptable. And it's not. Let people celebrate. Now we have enemies of celebration. We've got the enemies of pleasure, the enemies of celebration. These are the bureaucrat, clipboard-toting geeks that are so miserable in their own lives that they can't let people express themselves. And I say, if you want to wear something that says, hi, mom, or I did it, or something goofy, or jump up and down and do a break dance or a line dance, whatever the hell you want to do, I say, do it. You've earned it. Celebrate. It's over. Classes are done. The exams are finished. These bureaucrats need to lighten up. When we come back, I've got a story about Publix, looking at public supermarkets. Big chain in the Southeast started in Florida. Graduation cake. You won't believe Publix what they did about this cake. Talk about people that are uneducated, the Publix Bakery Department. We will go to that right around the corner. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. 
Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. All right, talking about some silly graduation-related items. This comes to us from South Carolina. Publix Supermarkets, very large chain based uh, in Florida, Lakeland, Florida. Very big. They're all over Florida. They moved into Georgia, the Carolinas. Big bakery. Every store has a bakery. Uh, This is a story about Jacob Kaczynski. His family wanted to celebrate him graduating, so his mother ordered a cake online from Publix, ordered a three-quarter-inch sheet cake. She requested the bakery include the fact that Jacob graduated summa cum laude, the highest distinction. That's what it translates from Latin. Well, she was alerted on the website that profane or special characters weren't allowed. She clarified her request with special instructions. She was essentially censored on the website, but she told exactly what it meant, what summa cum laude. She gets the cake. The cake comes back. It says, congratulations, or congrats, Jacob, summa, hyphen, 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 loud. They thought they mistaked cum, C-U-M, with the term cum, to experience, I guess you could say the slang term, to experience orgasmic maneuvers. How ridiculous does Publix look? The 2018 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha Cigars, is Saturday, August 11th at Buffalo Riverworks in the Western New York Theater of Operations. It's a day full of alpha male pleasure, including six premium Gurkha cigars, including three soon-to-be-released new brands, distilled spirit tastings, craft beers from Hamburg Brewery, and a buffet fit for the alpha male. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, Presented by Gurkha Cigars is Saturday, August 11th in Buffalo, New York. Get your tickets now at CigarDave.com. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, 
everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now, if you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. All right, I have just pulled out from my overly stuffed walk-in humidor here at Command Center Alpha, a cigar that will pair beautifully with the libation that I have selected today. You always want to have your cigar your libation, as well as your delicacy of choice, they should all be complimentary. They shouldn't be fighting each other. So I have pulled out a cigar that uh, was launched a couple of years ago by General Cigar in association with A.J. Fernandez, big cigar maker, tobacco grower down in Nicaragua. It is called the Hoyo La Amistad, part of the Hoya de Monterey family. Hoyo La Amistad. Beautiful-looking cigar. Nice packaging. Excellent-looking construction. All the way around, I'm liking this cigar. Now, I've had this cigar, but it was a long time ago. It was at least, probably when they released it, about two years ago at the Cigar Retailers Convention. This is the most full-bodied Hoya de Monterey to ever be released by General Cigar. Now, these were limited-edition cigars. So when I was able to snag, not even a box, I got a couple of bundles, because I don't need boxes of cigars. I don't need the box itself. Most of the time, they'll give me a box to the manufacturers, but I'm like, just send me the bundle, and I'll stick them in my humidor and let them age. But limited edition cigars made at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez de Nicaragua. Beautiful blend of a dark Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Nicaraguan fillers from Esteli, Condega, and Jalapa. And A.J. Fernandez wanted a very full-flavored, a full bodied cigar. So, consequently, this is what he created. Reasonably priced cigar. For a limited edition, it was like six and a half to eight bucks. Can't go wrong. Four sizes. I pulled out the Gigante. Six inches in length with a 60 ring gauge or 60, 64 of an inch in diameter. So it's almost an inch in diameter. This is a massive cigar. Gigante, also known as a Magnum. Beautiful looking cigar. La Amistad. Translates from Spanish to English, it means friendship. So the Hoya friendship. So that's what I will enjoy today. Again, major, major power and strength and flavor on this stick. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening. Double-edged. Stainless steel guillotine. Ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. 
Well, I've got uh, from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, the Mala. Make America Lightate again. Big lighter, lots of power, lots of flames. That's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Fantastic. I will now toast the foot of this cigar. And you cannot hear, I've lowered the flame on this just a little bit because uh, what was happening was, again, this has to go to the R&D laboratory, guys. I was getting a little bit of, like, backfire on it, so I've lowered it, and that seems to work. So you will not hear. It's almost uh, a flint-based litation device right now, but let me take a few puffs here. Hmm, very nice. Smooth, but very full. Finish toasting the foot of this cigar. One more little area here. Okay. Hmm. Fran. Fantastic. Very nice. A lot of, lot of power. A lot of flavor. Very Cubanesque, if you will. Hmm. AJ Fernandez in general did a nice job. I tell you, considering this was a limited edition and the price on this thing, I think this is like seven, seven and a half bucks. You really could not go wrong. And just a very, very nice cigar. Mm. Fabulous. Now, need something to accompany it. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. A couple of days ago, I was at the Davidoff of Geneva since 1911 store and lounge in the Cigar City. And I uh, went to go see Tommy D. Tommy Diadio, the general manager, as well as the vice president, senior VP of Spirits Procurement for Corona Cigars, the three Corona Cigar stores in Orlando, as well as the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. And while I was there, he said, General, great timing. We've got the McAllen Ambassador coming, and he's got something that you are going to absolutely love, the McAllen Rare Cask. So as uh, I was waiting, and I had uh, Little Baron, the latest addition, the new puppy, to the Alpha Canine Security Detail, the brand ambassador came in, started talking to Tommy. He then introduces me, and the brand ambassador, Danny Jimenez from Miami, says, I cannot believe, General, I'm meeting you in person. My father and I have been huge listeners, huge fans for a long time, been listening to you almost since day one. Now, we've been in Miami, but uh, let's see, it has been about 22 and a half years because we started in Miami December of 1995 on WIOD at the time. So he and his dad love cigars, enjoy the show, and we took pictures, we'll, we'll post, and then he said, you got to try this McAllen Rare Cask. And he told me about this McAllen Rare Cask. Very unique, comprised of 16 different sherry cask styles. The majority of these whiskeys are what they call first fill, meaning the first time the whiskey has actually been in the barrel. Most Scotch distillers would use American oak barrels that originally were used to age bourbon. Now, with bourbon, it has to be a newly charred oak barrel. However, there is no limitation on whiskey, on Scotch whiskey. So consequently, the largest purchasers of used bourbon, American bourbon barrels are the Scotch distillery, uh, distilleries and the distillers. So they also have now undergoing, they started to do secondary uh, fermentations and secondary 
uh, aging in sherry casks and other type rum casks. We've seen that with various different Scotch whiskeys. And so McAllen started this rare cask. And again, 16 different sherry cask styles. Now, I've got it here, and I've got a very small sample because it's about $350 to $400 a bottle. So I put it in a very small little sample bottle when I was over at Davidoff, and I'm going to pour it into my sniffer. I've got the equivalent of about half a shot, so about half an ounce here. That's all I need. Wow, the notes on this are just incredible. Dried fruit, a lot of honey. Mmm, very, very pleasant indeed. Wow. Some vanilla, some ginger, cinnamon, definitely some of the oakiness. Very, very nice. Again, this is going to be, in terms of uh, richness, you get a lot of that sherry. Now, the one thing that McAllen brand ambassador Danny Jimenez told me, he said, General, take one sip, take a second sip, let it sit. It's the third sip is when it really starts to come out and you'll notice it. So let me do the same thing and let me say cheers as I swirl it around. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's my first sip. A lot of warmth. Mm. Definitely taste that sherry. Mm. Very pleasant, a little bit of sweetness. Mm. On the warmth factor, it's probably about a six. No, no smokiness, which is good because I'm not a big, uh, I'm, I'm not big into smoke when it comes to my whiskeys. A little bit of chocolate notes too. I'm getting. All right, take the second sip now. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm getting a little bit of a different complexion on the very back of my palate. Now I got just a little bit of the cinnamony sweetness that's coming back. And now, one more time, take the last sip here. Mm. Mm-mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Very nice. 86 alcohol. Uh, 86 proof, so 43% alcohol by volume. But very nice. Very, very pleasant. And again, less than 1% of the whiskeys made the cut from McAllen to be selected to put into this McAllen rare cask. Beautiful box, beautiful packaging, special occasion scotch, no doubt about it, $350 to $400. It's not the kind of thing you're going to have every single day, but absolutely beautiful. I would say that to me, what's unique about this rare cast is the spectrum of flavors that you get on the palate. It's not just one distinct taste or flavor, but you get a lot of the different nuances from the sherry uh, casks that come from Spain and very, very pleasant. Mm. Let me take one more sip here because it's so good. Mm. And I say cheers to all of you. Fantastic. So my cigar is now lit. And I've always said, and, and my, my, I've had my libation, and I've always said that we really should always celebrate life. And the perfect example is yesterday, uh, some very sad news. If you are a, if you watch Fox News, I, I watched, uh, well, look, I watch Fox all the time in Fox Business, but I always watch uh, the Fox News report at 6 o'clock with Brett Baer. And one of the panelists that, have, that has been on that show, when even Britt Hume was hosting it, Charles Krauthammer. And Charles disappeared from the show last summer, late last summer. And it has now been, uh, and we knew that he had surgery, and along the way, Brett Bear would give updates and emails saying he's making progress, 
that uh, Charles had some setbacks. Well, yesterday, uh, just a very this kind of hit like a two by four smack dab in the head. Um, Charles Krauthammer published a open note on Washington Post at the Washington Post, where he's a columnist and Fox News, saying that he's been silent the past ten months. Thought the silence would be coming to an end, but he's afraid to tell us that now fate has decided on a different course for him. In August of last year, he underwent surgery to remove a cancerous tumor in his abdomen. The th surgery was thought to be a success, but he had a number of secondary complications. Been in the hospital uh, in and out ever since. And he revealed that uh, recent tests shown that the cancer has returned. No sign of it as recently as a month ago. So he's saying it's, it means it's aggressive, spreading rapidly. My doctors, meaning his doctors, tell him their best estimate is that Charles Krauthammer only has several weeks left to live. And he said, this is the final verdict. My fight is over. And he thanked his colleagues, his readers, the viewers, the people that made his career possible. What people don't realize is that Charles Krauthammer is a medical doctor. He uh, graduated, I believe he graduated from Harvard Medical School and uh, decided that after being a psychiatrist, he really would rather have been uh, get into politics and get into into being a uh, a, a writer and a columnist and and uh, and he's been very successful at it. And very interesting is that many people don't realize Charles Krauthammer was injured during uh, medical school, dove into a pool and hit his head, and uh, uh, was paralyzed. But he managed to even while he was in the hospital in, in a bed. Uh, still have people help him with his uh, holding the books and so on, and he graduated with a medical degree. Certainly an incredible intellect, uh, always had great wit, uh, and just really an extraordinary uh, political opinion, uh, columnist, television personality, and he leaves, he says, I leave this life with no regrets. It was a wonderful life, full and complete with the great loves and great endeavors that make it worth living. I'm sad to leave, but I live with the knowledge that I live the life that I intended. And how many times have I told you, have I stated, look, we as alphas believe in working hard, but we also believe in celebrating life. We believe in celebrating with a cigar, with a libation, with a steak, with camaraderie, with fellowship. And when I hear these people telling us, well, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or you should be a vegan because you'll live longer, how the hell do they know? They don't. And most of these people that are the ones telling us how we should live are the ones that have miserable lives themselves. And I think what reinforces what Charles Krauthammer had to say, that he leaves this life with no regrets. We should all live with no regrets. Live a full life. Live wonderfully. You want to have a steak? By God, enjoy a steak. You want to have a cigar? Enjoy the cigar. You want to have a harem? and have, uh, have a tensum with ten hot dames, you know what I say? Enjoy yourself. Because we are not here for a long time. We are here for a good time. And Charles Krauthammer leaving will leave this earth way too soon, way too young. And I, for one, have missed his comments, his wit, his intellect on Fox, not only on the show that with Brett Baer, but also all the other Fox shows, as well as his columns that were in the Washington Post and Investors Business Daily. So I say to all of you, let us take a lesson here. When an enemy of pleasure tells us and wags their finger how we should live our lives, that we shouldn't 
partake in steaks, or we should be a vegan, or we shouldn't smoke cigars, or we shouldn't do this or do that. Screw them. Everyone should have the right to make their own choice on how they'd like to live. If you want to enjoy a cigar, and want to enjoy great steaks or ribs, or you want to be a vegan, you want to enjoy great libations, you want to enjoy lovely dames, why not? Why not? We are here for a short time. So why not enjoy ourselves during that very infinitesimal period that we are on this planet? So when I hear an enemy of pleasure or some government bureaucrat wag their finger and say, oh, you shouldn't do that, because if you do that, you are going, it's going to affect your mor- uh, morbidity rate. Well, the morbidity rate for everyone on this planet is going to be 100% sooner or later. And Charles Krauthammer, his statement proves that. And so I say, Charles Krauthammer, you left and are leaving an indelible impression on so many. We will definitely miss you. I will miss your keen intellect, your keen insights, your political insights. And as far as I'm concerned, it was a very sad day. Yes, it still is. I mean, uh, Sergeant Steve and I were on a conference call yesterday when, it, when we saw it, uh, when it was announced on Fox News, and uh, really kind of hit us. We stopped what we were doing and started watching uh, his note to viewers and readers and what a uh, number of people on Fox had to say. Really, really hit us very hard. So to all of you, we work hard. We're not here for a long time. Let's enjoy ourselves. And to those of you that are enemies of pleasure, I say stand down. Screw yourselves. Live the life you want to live, and all of us alphas will live the life we want to live. The June selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is FSG by Drew Estate. This medium to full-bodied cigar is blended using the Florida sun-grown tobacco grown by Jeff Borshowitz from Corona Cigar. FSG is the first cigar to use Florida tobacco in nearly 40 years. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you each month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Now, a conversation with Rocky Patel about the vintages. The vintages. I sought out to find some of the oldest, rarest wrappers in the world. The 1990, 92, and 99 vintages are very special. You got three different wrappers on three great cigars. The 90 is a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper. The 92 is a 10-year-old Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. And the 1999 is a gorgeous, golden, seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper. 
Three beautiful mild to medium bodied cigars, tons of flavor, yet elegant and well balanced. Great fermentation on tobacco, you're gonna love it. The beauty about the vintages is that they draw great, they burn perfectly, and you can smoke them down to the last inch. You can't go wrong with any vintage. Every cigar, for the beginner to the aficionado, great masterpieces for your humidor. I hope you love it. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you nobody works harder to make a better cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Army theme song, official song of the United States Army. And there's a reason why we're playing it, not just because we enjoy it, but because the U.S. Army celebrates their birthday this coming Thursday. 243 years old, founded in 1775. Let's listen in. theme song was originally written by Field Artillery First Lieutenant, later Brigadier General Edmund L. Gruber, while stationed in the Philippines in 1908 as the Quezon Song. And uh, now it's the Army goes rolling along. So happy birthday to the U.S. Army Thursday, this coming Thursday, June 14th, also Flag Day. Make sure you proudly display your flag, give the flag a nice salute. And another very important day, it is the birthday of the 45th president of the United States of America, President Donald J. Trump. President Trump, to the U.S. Army and to our flag, I'm giving you a long-ash snappy salute. I, you could probably hear the snap in my elbow right with that. So very big day on Thursday. Now, we've got a big day coming up on Saturday, August 11th in Buffalo. It is our annual Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water from Buffalo Riverworks. Downtown Buffalo, Saturday, August 11th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., presented by Gurkha Cigars. We're launching three of their brand-new cigars, the Gurkha Chateau de Preve, the Gurkha Marquesa, and the Gurkha Ghost Gold. Fabulous. You're going to get three of those if you attend, plus the Gurkha Ghost, the Gurkha Havana Legend, and the Gurkha Royal Challenge. So... It is an all-VIP ticketed event. We've sold half the tickets already. They are going quick. It is 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., huge Alpha Pleasure Fest buffet that we are serving, loads of great food, carnivore station. We've got Salem Smokehouse Buffalo hot dogs. We've got everything. We've got unbelievable samples of distilled spirits, great samples from Hamburg Brewing. You are going to receive some very nice commemorative gifts. In fact, I've got a box here of what I've got to decide, what uh, we're going to make our commemorative gift. And you're going to get the six cigars, six premium cigars. That alone is worth, I think, $90 or $100. Tickets are $170 plus service fee. you got to go to CigarDave.com. All the info is there. Buy your tickets. I'm telling you, it will get sold out. It sold out last year. I added two more tables, just 16 more tickets. It will go, and we want to thank our friends at uh, Gurkha Cigar. And uh, uh, Tinderbox, Hamburg Brewing, and, of course, News Talk 930 WBEN. Cigar Day Valpo Pleasure Fest on the water, Saturday, August 11th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now, 
Next hour, we've talked about the new addition to my Alpha Canine Security Detail, Pendragon's Royal Baron. Got many people saying, General, I'd love to buy a dog. What, do you, what should I look for? Well, we've got Mike Gianetti, who's the breeder of my first German Shepherd, who's now 12 and a half Sultan, and now Baron from uh, Pendragon Acres Canine in Wikiwachi, Florida, now we're north of the Cigar City. We'll be discussing canine acquisition maneuvers. We recorded it about three weeks ago when he brought Baron to me for the first time. Lots of great pictures, great information. Hour two of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Woof, woof. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. As I mentioned in the first hour, very big day here at Command Center Alpha, Humidor 1A. We have welcomed a brand new member to the Alpha Security Canine Detail, Pendragon's Royal Baron. He joins Pendragon's Royal Sultan. And as you know, those of you that have attended my Pleasure Fest or some other live broadcasts, the cigar festivals, I have brought Sultan. He comes with us wherever we go. Great security detail, great canine companion, my buddy. And I get many of our alphas that say, General, I want to get a dog. Where did you get your dog? How did you get your dog trained so well? How is he so calm? Mine's, mine's a craze, you know, just crazy. I can't control him. Jumps on the couch. He eats everything in sight. We have all the answers for you today. It is Canine Maneuvers 101, how to buy a canine, what to look for in a dog, everything you need to know to make sure you get a proper canine companion that will give you many, many years of pleasure, of security, and great bonding. As always, we welcome you back front and center. My pleasure to welcome the breeder for all of my canines, the official breeder of the Cigar Dave Show from Pendragon uh, Acres U.S. Canine in Wikiwachi, Florida, about an hour north of the Cigar City of Tampa. We've got uh, Mike Gianetti front and center. Captain Mike, great to have you on. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, and I know we're going to have a lot of excitement on the show today and talk about what it takes to actually pick out a canine for your family and the right canine that's going to be suitable for what you're looking for. Absolutely. It's very, very important. We always say that, I know I grew up with German Shepherds, but first of all, we have a rule here on the Cigar Dave Show. No what I call glorified cats. So no lasso opsos, <laughs> no little Maltese, no little those little snickerdoodles. It's got to be. It's got to have a. It's got to be a canine with big nads of steel, and all the ones from Pendragon do. But as big as they, these German shepherds are, and when you look at them, they've got a very regal look, and they look. If you're not, you know, you're not familiar with them, you go, "Whoa, those are some mean-looking canines." They've got great temperament, great disposition. They're socialized, and we're going to talk about that because it's very important. I always say I really believe dog owners should be licensed like their dog because I see so many dog owners that are betas. They don't know how to control their dog. They don't know that dogs are pack animals, and they need a very strong alpha leader. 
They need a job also. That's right. You know, they need to have something that um, they like to do and you want them to do, and you make it so it fits. Well, the job that Sultan has right now, he is uh, on security detail emeritus, as I say. His job is to uh, bark at the, uh, the pelicans, bark at the airplanes, and bark for treats. And he does a very good job at that. But I will say this, that he has been, he's 12 and a half. He is a tremendous, loyal uh, German shepherd. He's always at my side. And once you get used to having that very special bond, I personally think German shepherds have a very unique bond with their uh, humans. But there are many dogs that are the same way. And I know that golden retrievers, that Labradors are great dogs, boxers. There's so many different great breeds. But it's very important that early on you socialize them and you set up that alpha relationship where you run the show and they make sure they listen to you and they're properly socialized. Well, with our training, you know, we train our canines to give us a better quality of life without an insurance liability. And we've learned, you know, for many years that all dogs bite. You know, we teach them how to be that lady and gentleman and work for people and not actually, you know, cause you liabilities because it starts at the beginning. Uh, it's a product of your environment. Right. How you treat your canine today is the way it's going to be tomorrow. And, you know, we spend a lot of time with our canines and, you know, we have 18 different breeding females and four males on our facility and every one of them has their due time. We just don't have canines that are in the boxes. We have a license for 50 German Shepherds, but we really can't give the love and devotion for that. So we keep ourselves in a select area. We're not a puppy mill by any means. We breed our girls once a year after they're two, two and a half years old, been hips and elbow certified, cardiology test, and of course, DNA registered to keep the integrity of our line intact. We have the pure, pure German Shepherds. Well, and it's very important, I think you hit it right on the head, that when you are looking for a dog, no matter what the breed of dog, and many of our alphas that are listening may be saying, you know, I want to get a dog, but where do I start? And with the internet, it's certainly opened things up where you can look at different breeders, you can decide what type of canine you want. And the one thing I say is, go and do your research. So the first thing is, what type of dog do you want? If you live in a small apartment or in a smaller environment where the dog can't run, well, chances are a large breed may not be so great. But you really have to kind of match up your personality uh, with what the type of uh, dog that you're looking for. And I think that's very important. And the, the second thing I think also is with the internet, it's allowed people to now explore and say, okay, I know what kind of breed I want. In my case, a German Shepherd. And when I got Sultan 12 and a half years ago, I was able to do research and say, okay, I want to see the mother and the father. Exactly. I want to research the lines and come up and take a visit. And I know that I made numerous calls to different breeders. I said, look, I'd like to come up and see the mother and the father, the sire and the dam. And they said, well, we don't do that. Well, to me, that's a hint right off the bat. You said, come on up, take a look. And I met Baron, who is a phenomenal, uh, very well-mannered. He's been to multiple uh, Cigar Dave events and Suda, uh, Sultan's mother. Pet him, got to see them, their temperament. You know, if you have a breeder that says, no, we don't do that, we don't, we don't show that, that's a red flag right there. Exactly. You know, you're more than welcome to come and view our facility. The Department of Agricultural in Hernando County calls us, quote, the condos for shepherds. And 17 years in a row, we've been awarded, you know, different types of awards for the way that we treat and train our canines. And when you come up there, you'll be able to tour the facility. We have, you know, our own personal training courses. We have maternity awards with ovulation detectors, ultrasound, sonic. Oh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a top-rate uh, high-tech. It's like the Cleveland Clinic of German shepherds, <laughs> you know, you. when you go up there. And, and that's very important. So the first 
first thing is, let's talk about breeds of dogs. Yes. What people should look for. Not just German Shepherds. Let's open it up because there's so many different breeds. Um, you know, there are Labrador Retrievers. There are Golden Retrievers. Bobby Newman, good friend of ours who you saw at, uh, at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. He is very active with the... Um, uh, trying to remember the name of the group, the uh, Southeast uh, Guide Dogs. Yes. And very active, and he's got a beautiful uh, golden retriever named Jeannie. There's so many different breeds, but I think the first thing you got to do is decide, number one, what size breed do you want? That's right. If you have children, you want to look for something that's going to be compatible with the family. If you don't, you know, and you want something more on a protection side, you know, we have the Rottweilers, you know, that we offer, Airedales, plus the German Shepherds, of course. That's my top canine to date that I would like to train and also like to provide to people out there. I don't have a, a worry in my mind that my grandkids are playing outside in the backyard and someone can buy and, you know, just, you know, nab the children because it's a personal protection guardian angel, dual trained. When you have something of this magnitude and this kind of German Shepherds that we're breeding, you know, this is something that, you know, certain people who have businesses, who have different things to absolutely lose, they want a protection canine. Well, I, they do, but I think it's very important because, and I've always believed this, every German Shepherd, we, I was raised, we had three German Shepherds growing up. I've got Baron, and now we've got, or correction, I've Sultan, and then I've got little Baron adding to the uh, security detail, as I say. Mm -hmm. But really, I, and I told you this when I first came up, I want a social dog. I do not want a, I know that uh, Baron, or Sultan, or even now Baron, that if somebody were to attack me and they sensed a threat, they They'll would know what to job. do. But I don't want a dog, and I've seen people that have dogs that are like, oh, yeah, he's a trained killer. Well, I don't, I don't need that. that. No, I want mm -hmm. a social dog. Look, we brought Sultan out to numerous events, and people pet him. There's sounds. He's calm. He's relaxed. No problem, because we socialized him early. But I think it's very important that sometimes people say, oh, yeah, I want to get an attack dog, or I want this then you're owning a dog for really the wrong reason. Because Correct. I think any dog, except the little chick dogs, but any dog is going to pr pretty much, if they sense danger, they're going to protect you. But let's talk about the different types of breeds. So we, we know about German Shepherds, but let's talk about some other breeds. We talk about the Golden Retriever. So who's the Golden Retriever or a Black Lab? Who would they be good for? Well, again, it depends on the family. Uh, if you're looking for something that's going to be a little bit more passive and a little more gentle, you know, that's that kind. They're soft mouth, you know, canines. They, they're bird dogs. They got to pick up, you know, their, their reward and bring it back right. in one piece. Right. And, and they act like that with the children. And, you know, they act like that with the elderly. So we're right now training Doug. He's a, he's a, 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 a golden retriever. And he's six months old, and they're going to be working him as a service canine. Beautiful. And while they've been there training, now they're buying a German Shepherd puppy because they want the two of them to be together. Don't expect your Labradors and don't expect your, you know, different types of canines to, you know, be vicious because that's not what we're looking for. No, and we I think it also... family canine. Right, and I think also... I say this, it starts with the owner. That's right. You know, when, when I would see early on, I remember taking him to training, and when, when we would see him nibble on, you know, when they're teething, you say no, because you don't want them to break human skin early on. That's Correct. very important no matter what the breed. And, and dogs, again, are pack animals. They need a leader. So when I have friends that come and say, boy, Sultan is so mild-mannered. My dog is on the couch. He's eating this. I said, 
give me five minutes with them. Yeah. And I do. And I immediately say, off. And I get them down, and they listen to my commands because you got to be the alpha. You are the alpha. And that's what it is. And if you give them you know, an inch, they're going to take a mile. The first rule of training is never, ever give a command you can't enforce. Okay? And when you, you, you give in, you've lost it. And we have little tricks that we do. Like, let's say, okay, Baron, right here, right now, he didn't want to come and on the lead. So you drop the lead, you run up to him and go, boo, and right. take off and run in the house, and he's right after right, you. Right, he's coming after he's you. He's coming. Right. So you kind of do the reverse psychology that we've done with our children, and now it works with our canines right. real well, too. Right. Now, some other breeds I want to bring up, uh, boxers. I've got a very good friend of mine. I call her Sandboxer. She does boxer rescue. I was not really familiar with boxers until I became uh, friendly. Very lovable dogs. I had a totally different conception. They're very sweet. They're, uh, they're very, very docile dogs. Uh, greyhounds are the rescue dogs. I've got friends that have, and I would think, a friend of mine got a greyhound. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope you got a track around your house. She's like, are you kidding? They're the laziest dogs ever. They I are. thought these things were going to go 200 miles an hour. The dog doesn't move. They're a kind of a, a hard breed to understand, but once you do, you know, they're as lovable as Very they sweet. can be and sweet. But, again, you know, you're not going to get something out of a greyhound that you would a German Shepherd, so you have to pick the canine for your family and what you like. And if you're, you're looking for, you know, just a docile canine and something of that nature, I think like the Labradors and the Golden Retrievers are just perfect animals. Absolutely. And, you know, Shepherds are too, as long as you train them and socialize them. Now, you delivered Baron front and center to command center alpha today. We had a big uh, party waiting for him. They rolled out the red carpet for him. And uh, uh, ironically, today, there was a whole bunch of people around. Everybody was petting him. He was being touched left, right, top, bottom. No problem. Big day for him. A lot of excitement. But he was very calm, very docile. But it starts very early on. It does. And you, know, and you have to put your time and dedication into it. you know, you got to be consistent. You got to be dedicated and you want to be repetitious on all of your commands. And once you start doing this, you know, the vocabulary itself is going to kick in and you're going to see your canine's light bulb turn on and say, wow, check it out. My Baron, he's passed now at 14 and a half years of age. He had over 100 words that I could actually talk to him in a sentence and he would go get it. And so when I worked him and told him to get the black Kong on top of the dresser, he went into my room on top of the dresser. He took the Kong and it's a black one and brought it back to me. And I was just like, wow. And my mom and dad were totally, you know, they, they were very impressed. I brought him over to, his, to their house. I had him inside my Hummer. And he barked, and he was barking, and then he rolled the window out, jumped out the window, went and did his business, and then jumped back in <laughs> to the truck. The only thing he did, he didn't roll the window back up. But my mom was going, check that out. And I was going, look at that. It's very, very so, smart. You know, very smart. You know, a couple other breeds I want to bring up. Uh, to me, the uh, Siberian Husky or the Alaskan Malamutes are very cool dogs. I've always liked those dogs. But they're very different. I think they're more of a one-on-one, -on -one really working dog. Correct? They are. Correct. And, you know, when you see that type of canine, but they really need colder environment. Right. Than, I see them here in Florida, Florida, but they're not really – and German Shepherds are used to being in cold environments too, but they adapt. They adapt. You know, we have them over, you know, seas, you know, in Afghanistan, and there's 128 and 30 degrees, and, of course, they're wearing a little cooling system onto their bodies right. for water and hydration. But a German Shepherd can handle the cold. It can handle the humidity. I ship canines all over the world because – we're in Florida, 
And if our canines aren't inf infected with, you know, the, the mange and all these problems, there's a reason. And so when you take canines from up north, German Shepherds included, and bring it to Florida, they have a little hard time if they're older. So you got to kind of get your canine into the area as a puppy. Right. Because when you look at our, we don't, we don't miss a lick. When, when you check out my canines and look at the parents, I don't have hot spots and things right. going on because we do preventive maintenance. Right, very important. A couple other breeds I want to bring up very quickly here before we take a time out. Uh, Rottweiler. Now, I've got a friend that's got a Rottweiler, very docile, but you look at them and they can look pretty menacing. Scary. Yeah. Exactly. So Rottweiler, what are their temperament, disposition? What do you recommend those for? More, more working, more pet? What do you recommend? Well, they're a working canine. They make you know, good pets. They're a little sloppy. Okay, you know, you got to watch with the drooling and everything. Right. But, you know, they, um, they're a family-packed animal also. And they, again, a product of your environment. How do you want this canine to turn out? That's up to you. And, you know, there's all sorts of training. But make sure when you go and find a trainer that, you know, do the research like you did in purchasing a canine. Right. Follow them. See what they are. Are they a legend in their own mind or are they real deal? And when you come up like to Pendragon and you see what we have, you know the difference. Cool. Well, we will continue uh, front and center. We've got uh, Mike Gianetti, and we've got Ashley. From, and Ashley, by the way, does all the work. So when we come back, we're going to talk about, about what goes into actually raising these puppies and get some uh, hints from her as well. As we're coming to you today, once again, front and center from Command Center Alpha, we've got Pendragon's Royal Baron that has just, who's now snoozing very comfortably. He was Bob Barker earlier, making a lot of noise, but he is uh, very well rested as we have just uh, brought him into the pack and into the Alpha Canine security detail along with Pendragon's Royal Salt. And we will continue front and center around the corner. Woof, woof. The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. 
$22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Well, I can tell you who's going to be letting this little guy out, uh, Pendragon's Royal Baron. That's going to be me in the uh, probably wee hours of the night until we get him trained. We're rejoined uh, by Mike uh, Giannetti and Ashley from Pendragon Acres USK9 in Wikiwachi, Florida, about an hour north of the Cigar City, who bred this beautiful dog. And we've got loads of pictures at CigarDave.com as well as our social media platforms. And I want to talk about, uh, Ashley, the importance of, we talked about breeding, and we're just kind of uh, doing, you know, canine purchasing maneuvers, because so many people say, I want to buy a dog, I want to get a dog, where do you start? And it's very important. We talked about finding a reputable breeder. You see some newspaper ads or online ads, $300 for a dog. The shots alone. And the licensing is $500. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very important that you want to make sure you find, obviously, a reputable breeder. But tell us what goes into breeding these dogs, because you've got an incredible operation up there. From the very beginning, you need to find the dam and the sire who are genetically sound without any defects, and you would want to um, breed them. Now, when you say defects, what is that? What does that entail, like defects? I mean, I know that, like, with German Shepherds, a lot of people worry about hips. That was one of the things early on I asked, their elbows. So how do you ensure that when you're breeding them, you don't have those issues? We would OFA them. Which means what? um, They'll get their x-rays of their hips and their elbows. And when do they get those? Through the vet. About two years of age. Two years of age. Yes. So when you before you breed any of the dogs, you've got the that they're good, superior, excellent, so that tells that you're not going to get that hip dysplasia. That's a pretty good indicator. All animals, you know, can acquire hip dysplasia. It can come genetically or it can come, you know, by physical use. Right. And so the start of it, you want to make sure that um, your parents are certified, both hips, elbows, spine, cardiology tests are done. So you want to make sure that everything is intact. And that goes along with the DNA registrations, which is totally, totally important because it keeps the integrity of the line intact. Plus, it shows you the longevity, the heritage, everything goes with it. I just don't look at a canine and say, who's the mom and dad? I want to see. Okay, we'll continue canine buying maneuvers coming up next. The 2018 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, presented by Gurkha Cigars, is Saturday, August 11th at Buffalo Riverworks in the Western New York Theater of Operations. It's a day full of Alpha male pleasure, including six premium Gurkha cigars, including three soon-to-be-released new brands, distilled spirit tastings, craft beers from Hamburg Brewery, and a buffet fit for the Alpha male. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water, Presented by Gurkha Cigars is Saturday, August 11th in Buffalo, New York. Get your tickets now at CigarDave.com.
In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. You ain't nothing but a Well, I love the music selection today, Sergeant Steve. Outstanding. I'm waiting for the last music selection. I know it's going to be a surprise, but I'll tell you, for those of you alphas that have grown up with dogs, you know what I'm saying, that if you've grown up with a dog, you've got to have a dog around all the time. The house is quiet otherwise. It's eerie. Once you're, you know, you've grown up with a dog, you've got to have a dog in your life. And I've got uh, Sultan I've had growing up. We had... Uh, we had uh, uh, Pasha, we had Rocky and Baron, and I've got Sultan, and now we're naming Baron after two peop two dogs. We're naming ba Baron after Sultan's father, uh, Baron, and also the Baron that I grew up with. So Isn't I think great? it's a great name. This is Pendragon's Royal Baron. That's the official name, and we've got Sultan Pendragon's Royal Sultan that we add to the Alpha Canine security detail, as I say, add to the pack. Uh, Mike Gianetti, Ashley from... Pendragon's, uh, Pendragon Acres US Canine up in Wikiwachi, about an hour north of the Cigar City. Let's talk about after you purchase the dog, you go and you say, this is the breeder that I want. I've inspected, I've seen their hip certification, their bone certification. I've seen the facility. I like it. Now you take the dog home. So what can people expect early on? Because it is a process. It's a learning process. You've got to house train the dog. You need certain supplies. You need certain things. Give us a primer on what people should expect and what they need when they buy a new canine. Okay. Well, when you buy a new canine, it's just like having a new child into your life. You got to puppy proof your house, pick up your cables, make sure your all your controls are washed and clean. Because you know when we're watching TV, sometimes we're snacking and it gets onto there, and it's the first thing to eat. Right. So you got to preventive maintenance, and you got to have plenty of toys. And I like the Nyla bones, and I like the Kong toys, but you get them for puppies, not for the adults. Got one it's right harder here. Harder on their teeth. That's right. Yep. And we have it sitting here, and you know we use the top quality foods. We don't want to use secondary foods. We like blue buffalo, taste of the wild. You know that's what we recommend. No fillers. That's you don't want any grains. You no don't want grains. fillers. 
but any of that nonsense. You know, they need a little grain, though. That's that's really something that well, they, they. Yeah, when we talk about grain, protein. we're talking about like rice. Right. We're talking about uh, barley, that kind of thing. We're not talking about different fillers. No fillers. And and uh, that's where you got to be careful on a lot of these dog foods, where there's a lot of different fillers. You want something that's going to be real chicken, not chicken mulch and mulch. chicken bones and all that other nonsense. You know, Ashley, she does a lot of good stuff for us up there in Pendragon Acres. She actually hard boils our chicken eggs, and we have chickens. And, so you got chicken and eggs. And so yeah, so we're doing fine, and we give them a hard boil. Like a puppy gets one, adults get two. And we also use chopped meat that we get from Publix. We feed them quality food. And, you know, we feed them like two to three times a day. Because we don't like that one time a day, which could cause bloat in your canine. Absolutely. That's a very important and, and thing. Bloat. Let's talk about what bloat is. Bloat is when Especially the stomach dogs. turns. Okay. Right. Too much air. And too much air, not enough food, and you're feeding them a lot at one time. And then the canine can get jolted. It could be running. It could be laying down. There's no second guessing on this. You don't feed the canine just once a day. And one other thing that I've read about bloat is a lot of people think uh, that like humans, you should get the bulls that are elevated. It's good on their neck. Actually, that's the worst thing you can do because it's not a natural eating environment for them. Their head is normally down, which right. I read. And another thing is, before I feed Sultan and I will feed Baron, uh, I wait until he's, when if he's exercised or I know that he's going to be going somewhere where he's going to get worked up, I don't feed him. I wait at least to feed him after he's exercised at least two hours where right. he's calm, relaxed. And after I've fed him, same thing, at least two hours. So two hours before, two hours after, if Sultan goes swimming or we go for a little walk or a run or whatever the case is, I wait two hours till he's cool, he's relaxed, he's not panting, then exactly. I'll feed him. And I never feed him before I do that, ever. And you've got to be very careful on those things. Absolutely. You know, it's common sense. It's just like when we were little, our parents told us not to eat and go swim in the pool. Right. Okay. I don't know how much. It was like that a, really a myth. Is. You know, it was like a, a, a wives' tale, right? You know, but it was true. But it was true. And so, you know, you just got to keep this same kind of, you know, regimen with your canine. Keep them on a regimen. Just don't free feed. Right. A lot of people leave food down all day. No, no, no. That's no, no. wrong. No, no, no. I mean, teach them to eat what's there and then put it up. Because, you know, it could be ants into the bowl or anything like that. You want them to eat with you. Get on a schedule. And on a schedule. Right. And, and so that's how I've been losing weight, and my canines have been staying stout. I got regiments right. myself, and, you know, I've lost 40 pounds. There you go. Look good. And, you, <laughs> and don't, I, you know, I don't feed them from the table. That's right. Because a lot of people make mistakes. Oh, I'm going to be nice. I'll feed them from the table. I'll tell you one thing about Sultan. He doesn't jump up on the counters. He doesn't beg for food. And that's early on where we talked about it. And, and you said you don't want to feed him from the table and do not allow him. We had some shepherds growing up where there was a nice Thanksgiving turkey that was devoured mm -hmm. by, I think that was Pasha <laughs> that took care of that. See? But, you know, again, it's all how you become the alpha of the canine. Yes. So food, very important. Uh, exercise. Exercise is something you should do three times a day with your German shepherd. You know, I've had my canines by my side since I, I can't even remember. On my conscious moment, I've always had shepherds, and we were always doing things. And, you know, I played with my canines a little different than I was supposed to. You know, I spoiled them. They got up on my bed, and they did things. But you learn real quick that's not a good thing because this right. little puppy that weighs 30 pounds is now going to weigh 130, right. and you're well, out of the bed. Even if it's a smaller breed. Even if it's a, <laughs> sure. if it's a smaller breed that says, you know, starts at 10, 15 pounds and weighs 40 pounds, 50, 60, yep. you want to set, uh, as Caesar Milan from the Dog Whisperer, uh, rules, boundaries, and limitations. That's correct. So you always, no matter what 
kind of dog, you got to make sure that you are still the boss. And when I hear people say, come here, Delilah, here. No, it's got to be, Delilah, come. come. That's right. You've got to be a very strong alpha. And they listen. They're not going to listen to just like, hello, come here. Here, my little snookums. And no, 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 one no. word <laughs> commands. You right. say their name and then come. Right. Or their name and sit. And so, and you, you, I'm an Italian, and so I use my hands. Right. Hands are good signals with the canines because they can listen. Right. And they can and come they to it. you and they right. see it. And if you give a drastic, like your hand out, stop. So we use the German word for halt. Right. So I use halt and he yeah. stops. And he stops because if I'm saying, you know, like plots, okay, I say plots, the canine hits the ground. If I right. say lay down, he's lackadaisical coming here and laying by my feet. Right. But if I give him a German command, that means right now. Right. And, and you see our canines work for us because they love us. I don't have a canine that I've ever put my hand in an adverse way because it's not necessary. These guys will learn because they love you. It's not the Kohler method of training where right. they hurt the dog. No, no. And, we and, never would do that. No, and, and the other thing is I've got these little uh, training treats that I use, and I'm mm -hmm. teaching them right off the bat how to sit. And, again, it's just a small little treat, and it's repetition. Put the, as an example, some of the commands that I'm going to be working on, I want sit, down, stay, leave it. And leave it's very important yes. because if there's a poisonous frog or a snake or something, the reason that uh, you do it, leave it, they drop that immediately. And I learned that early on while uh, training when I got uh, Sultan. That's a very important command. Halt is also very important. Want to go outside, do your business? Mm -hmm. He knows when I say, Sultan, want to do your business? He goes outside, mm -hmm. does his business. And it's also after talking about house training, very important. One of the things I did, crate training. Yes. Keep the dog in the crate. They won't mess their crate. But after, as soon as he got out of the crate in the morning or midday or afternoon, immediately take him outside. Mm -hmm. yeah. The same thing after he got food or water, immediately outside. Correct. And they equate that. I think it took me maybe three, four weeks. And he would sit by the door and bark, and away they went. Well, I think you're going to enjoy this, fella, because I'm, I took the pick of litter female as Dave got the pick of litter male, and I've had him in my house for a week. Mm -hmm. No accidents because we paid attention and we were on a, a, a system. So when they had a routine to eat, they went out. When they drank, they went out. Right. When they woke up, they went out. And I was sound asleep 2 o'clock in the morning, and these two pups came right up to me and, were rub, 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 and ran to the door, and they're just eight weeks old. Mm -hmm. That's smart. Any specific age to start training, or can you do it now. From the, right yeah. now? So eight now. weeks, as soon as you get the dog. And eight weeks is an important time because you really want to bond. bond early on. Yes. People say, well, wait 12. No, you really want eight weeks so that they can immediately have the human interaction mm -hmm. and, and get that uh, bonding, not just with the, your alpha owner, your alpha human, but also with other people and socialize them. Exactly. We had Baron here today at Command Center Alpha and uh, where my our office and Command Center Alpha studios are located, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning came in. It was so great. when we were recording this show, the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning came in. All the players were touching him and, and, and petting him, and they're like, what a great dog. My God, that's beautiful. And he was like oblivious. He's like, okay, this is good. There must have been. He's probably been exposed to maybe 100-some-odd people already yeah. today. First day. For his first day, and he's snoozing right now, but he's very, very relaxed, and that's very, very important. Any other tips that are important when you bring the dog home that's important, uh, whether it's, it's introducing them to other people or... What other, what other uh, aspects of bringing the dog home are important to get the dog on that correct behavioral path? Well, let's start. Let's say the family has another animal, another canine or a cat or something of that nature. Okay? And you might have a little jealousy thing going on, you know, because you're bringing home a new life to your family. 
first thing you do is you bring the new pup to the alpha canine, like Sultan, and say, this is for you. And so right. you introduce it this way, and now you have the maternal thing for father and the mother that's going to take this puppy under its wing instead of saying, okay, what's this doing here? It's yours. Now teach it. And you're going to learn all the bad habits and the good habits, you know, right. from, your, from your canine. But you want to make sure that, you know, you bring them in and you share it with the family. And I would suggest to go in a little neutral area into the home that normally doesn't the other animals go in and then introduce them together there. Right. And, and then, again, too, you know, if you're going to bring the canine home and you're going to put it into a, a, a kennel, you know, if you're going to put them inside, bring them close to you. Don't put them down around the corner in the living right. room. No, they want to see you. are going to cry. Right. You bring them in and you put them by the bed and then you just you, you stay close and you put something there that smells like you. Right, exactly. And, and again, they're not going to go to the bathroom in their kennel into their house because we teach them from the time that they're little. When they're at four weeks old, they're going out of the kennel to the other area. Mm -hmm. And if you come to Pendragon Acres, I'll show you exactly what we do. And, you know, crate training is important, but not forever. And then once you get that under control because, you know, they're teething and they're doing things. So it's safe for them to be in the kennels. And I remember you told me that dogs uh, destroy things. They'll, they'll eat things for two reasons. Boredom. They're bored yep. or they're teething. That's right. So he said, make sure if they're bored, make sure you got loads of toys. Sultan had gazillions of toys. He still always, does. Still does. But now occasionally he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take that bone. But, but not gnawing on everything. And the other little trick that I've got, I got this... Uh, this bitter apple spray, it's a, they call it taste deterrent for dogs. And so anytime, it works. it works. I used to spray it on some of the furniture and so on. But every time I would see him doing something, I would take this, and one of the dog trainers I had earlier said, remember those little uh, Listerine sprays you can yeah. buy? He said, it's, you'll like the taste. The dog won't. Just spray a little bit, and it's bitter to them. And sure enough, it works. It works. And a little bitter, and he gets the thing, uh-oh, I can't be doing that. But make sure you have plenty of toys, plenty of things. And also, by being in the crate, that keeps them active. And the other thing, a little uh, uh, a trick that I just want to relay, is that whenever the dog wants to teeth and start going on your skin, I learned that human flesh, once they penetrate human flesh, they'll say it's okay to penetrate human flesh. Not good. No. So you take the top of their lips just gently and just kind of squeeze down a little bit, and it'll just go, you know, and that, that's it. And they Tell get, them no bite. Right. And they, I say no biting, kiss or licking, no biting. And boom, got the command very early, and Sultan and this guy will be the same way. So, But it's very important early on that you do these things because a lot of people do not know. And that's why I wanted to share with many of you that say, want to get a dog, what breed, what should I look for, how do I train it? These are all very, very important things so that by the time you do get home, you know what to look for. And as I say, if you're not sure, find a trainer. Talk to people that have dogs. Mm -hmm. uh, they will tell you who to talk to, who to call, and get them in and get them socialized very early. Very, very important. Don't be fooled by backyard breeders. Go right. do your research. Go visit the facility. Call the Department of Agricultural who closes right. you down. If this is going to be adopting a child for your family, 
It's going to be there for a long, many years, and you want the very, very best. You don't want health problems and, and, behavioral, and, and, and problems. behavioral problems. You know, I've seen a lot of crazy German Shepherds out there, and it's not their fault. It's actual the breeders. Right. So Breeders, and also, once you do get a dog, it's very important. They're, no matter what the breed, a lot of them have a high drive, a lot of energy, puppy energy. you got to get that energy out. So when we come back, we'll give some other little tips, things that you should look for when you are going to buy a dog, buy a puppy, ways that you can kind of make the transition, and things that you should do with your dog. Because once you do purchase a dog, it becomes a very valued member of your family. When I evacuated for Hurricane Irma last uh, September, Pendragon's Royal Sultan was right there with me as we evacuated to the Charleston, South Carolina Theater of Operations. And I got to tell you, as soon as uh, we landed and came off uh, all the ladies were like, oh, let me give him a treat. What a beautiful dog. Can I pet him? And I had a number of the military people that were, that were there uh, at the, uh, one of the terminals, and they all came up, wanted to pet him, take pictures with him. And again, they looked and they were like, He's, it's amazing how docile and how friendly and you know, how regal looking he is. And I'm like, well, that's because we trained him right and we got him from the right breeder. So when we come back, we'll wrap up this special edition of the Cigar Dave Show as we are talking canine... Uh, purchasing and uh, Household Maneuvers 101. Final and concluding segment of this edition of The Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is FSG by Drew Estate. This features Florida sun-grown tobacco as an accent tobacco, adding nuance and depth. FSG by Drew Estate also features Nicaraguan fillers, Honduran Habano binder, and a lush Brazilian wrapper. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop, 
The show is also available on demand, also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now. If you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Very creative on the musical selection, Sergeant Steve. I've never heard of this song, but congratulations on finding this song from the archives. We're talking about uh, purchasing a canine, buying a dog, everything you need to know on this edition of the Cigar Dave Show this hour. Mike Giannetti, Ashley from Pendragon Acres, U.S. Canine, about an hour north of the Cigar City of Tampa, renowned German Shepherd breeders. They have just brought me the latest addition to my uh, to my pack. In addition to Sultan, we now have Pendragon's Royal Baron, a beautiful eight-week-old pup, and we've got loads of pictures. You'll fall in love with this dog, no doubt about it. Mike, tell me, how did you become, how did you get into breeding professionally? How did you become a German Shepherd breeder? My parents. And my grandparents and my great-grandparents all have been raising German Shepherds since 1929. And it kind of was a thing in the family. I actually took it to the next level. And, um, you know, I was told by my uncle when I was 12 that you can't make a living with German Shepherds only. you got to do something else. And I was like, I'm going to have the most beautiful German Shepherd facility in the country. No doubt about and, it. And, you know, I have a 300-mile-an-hour Dade County-approved hurricane shelter, 8,000 square feet, 12 by 24, you know, runs. And, you know, when you come up and look at it, it's spotless. And, you know, we do a lot of work to yeah, keep it Yeah, and you've got a, a training exercise area. I mean, the dogs are well kept. I mean, it just it's... It's really, when I came up there, I was blown away because a lot of people think, okay, uh, yeah, you're going to see the dog uh, you know, getting birthed in, in a laundry room. And this is right. the totally, you go to the website, oh, it's pendragonacres.com. Yes. You go to pendragonacres.com and we'll put all links on social media and cigardave.com. You will see, we're talking about a totally different level. All right, let's talk about the, the puppy is born. Yes. You've got to have some shots. There's different things you have to go through. The, obviously, the initial health of the dog is important. Guide us through what you do on those first couple of months. Well, when the puppies are born, we break the sacks. We cut the cords. We use the umbilical wand. We weigh them. We wash them. And we take care of the mother on a sponge bath going through the whole process. Once they turn, you know, a week, they start to move a little bit more because they're all born, you know, solid black, and you start to see the colors come out. Right. And you can see the hair coats and what's it's going to be, a full coat, a standard coat, or long coat. And then you start, you know, taking care of them in that individual way. And by the time they turn four weeks, we start the worming process, the deworming process, and that goes every week. And then by the time you get your pup at eight weeks and three days, you know, we have three sets of six-in-one shots, Bordetella, Corona, Girardi, and a four-way leptus in addition to the state requirements because we do ship worldwide. Right. When you have seen my manifest of shipping canines back to Germany from America, you'll see something pretty special. 
So you really go through the whole process, and then I know you told me in another four weeks I'm going to get him the distemper, I think you said? Lepto. Lepto, rabies. and then the rabies, and then we've got to get him a license. Yep. And every county, you got to check uh, your county, but you need a dog license. Uh, you also microchip the dogs, very important. Absolutely. And let's talk about costs, not just for German Shepherd, just in general. People say, I want to get a dog, costs. What should people look for as a, as a generic Depending on um, different breeds, I'm sure are different. But as a ballpark, what do you think? Some go, sh you know, price shopping, which really you shouldn't do. You should really look at the quality of the canine. I mean, if you're looking for a pound canine, that's where you go. And they need a lot of love too, but they're not the working type of canine that you want. When you look at these canines that you're going to be paying for, you know, expect to pay from $2,000 all the way up to 35k. You know, and that's if you've got a full breeder, breeder. and so on. And you've you've got breeders that you've Develop, but you also brought in like I think Tannis. Baron's father, Tannis from Germany. They paid fifty thousand dollars for that baby. Yeah, and but by the way, Baron, who's who's named after Pendragon's Baron initially, who's Sultan's father. How many dogs did he offspring did he produce? Three thousand six hundred and eighty-eight. I'd like a job to breed like that, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, where do I get that gig? Mike uh, Gianetti, Ashley from Pendragon Acres, U.S. Canine, Wikiwachi, Florida, now uh, just north of Tampa. If people have more questions, Pendragon Acres, and they can call you, Mike. Even Absolutely. if for any breed, just give you a call, and you'll we guide them in the everything. right direction. We Fan train them all. Fantastic. Well, I know we're going to have many great years with Pendragon's Royal Baron along with Pendragon's Royal Sultan. Alphas. Nothing like having a dog, no doubt about it. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs>